Hi, and welcome to Lost in the Lyrics podcast, where we discuss song lyrics and completely overanalyze them. I'm Elliot. And I'm Claire. And today, we are coming to you from the timeless void to analyze, or continue analyzing actually, Haley Steinfeld's EP, Half Written Story. And since we're in the timeless void, we won't be discussing flags and knitting, but stay tuned for some predictions for things we might have done in real time. In the, in the, in the, in the non-timeless <laughs> void time. We haven't, like, yeah, okay. So. We're working on that. We're working right? on that, yeah. So, how are you? We don't need to do this. Okay. <laughs> we, we, we were just doing the, the last episode, um, and... Then I had a cookie, and now I we're here. Tea. Yep, yep, yep. We're still here in the timeless void. We didn't leave. Um. All right. <laughs> Some okay. of this stuff isn't relevant anymore. We're gonna start analyzing the song right away. Yeah. This time we're gonna analyze a song called "Your Name Hurts." It comes right after "I Love You's," which is the last one we analyzed. Yep. We're just um, gonna be doing them in chronological order of the. Of the album, album listing. listing, yeah, yeah, and and I will uh, just brief recap the last song we we learned. It's kind of an introduction, oh, yes, yes. the situation, the narrator who we have not named yet, but we might. Who knows? Um, seems to be processing, working through, and and reflecting on a past relationship situation, something that uh, did not go very well or did not end very well. Yeah, it's it's it seemed like they. Uh, they had a situation where they became or were a in a in a long distance situation and there were probably some trust issues mm-hmm. and um the narrator felt like they were just having the relationship to have the relationship but the there wasn't like really a relationship there and then they like yeah empowered themselves to end the relationship and um also are maybe dealing with like some addiction type of stuff, whether that is like to the idea of a relationship or with a substance mm-hmm. and maybe some physical health stuff. We don't know, but gotta ask, uh, are we doing, are, are we open to the possibility that this could be about a separate piece? I think <laughs> that, um, we do not want to talk about that because that would be like six Half of a year of well, but a separate piece. It could be the year of a separate piece. But <laughs> I think the year of a separate piece was like 1943. All right, okay. <laughs> I'll start reading the lyrics. Here, here goes. Your name hurts. Are you ready? Okay. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. Very profound. Yeah, it's very profound. <laughs> I, w- I would like to say... Do we sodium. Think- <laughs> sodium, 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 sodium. Batman. It does um, sound... Yeah, that's the joke? Yeah. I mean, we could oh, be open to the possibility that this is about Batman. Um, We have as already had an episode about Batman. <laughs> well, we had already had an episode about Frozen. <laughs> yeah, but that was from a long time ago, okay. and I didn't remember. Anyway. um, Do you think that this is, like... A gnaw of just like vocalizations, or do you think it's like a gnaw as like as in no, like nah. I think it could be both. I'm inclined to say it's a vocalization, uh, that sounded better than law. Uh, mm. just just in the song, I think it would sound better. But, um, you know, we can we can leave that open and see what happens. 
Would you like me to read the first little bit as well? Or would yeah, you like if, you, to if you want to, you can go ahead. Okay. We're a half-written story without an, without any ending. You left me to figure it out. Filled me with ecstasy, left with the best of me. But where's the rest of me now? That last part's okay. a question. Yeah. I think I think this is a good continuation of um, what we were seeing in the last song. It kind of feels like it's gone back. You. Yeah. Like, it, it's... Mm. It feels earlier in the relationship than processing it being over. Oh, that's that's true because it this left with the best of me. It's like they had just left, mm-hmm. like and they just started this long distance thing, and, and they also, haven't ended yet. Also, just yeah, we're the, we're half written without any ending. Like mm-hmm. we don't know what what the end is yet. Yeah, kind of thing. I think um, also the the like. Um, the this they're directly uh talking to um the the person um whereas uh in the in the last one it it's it's more in like third person rather and, than yeah than talking to them or, directly it's first person but it's first more person. self-reflective yeah, like fir- first person but not addressing anybody right and um, now it's called like apostrophe uh, i don't know but now <laughs> it's now it's very like that's that's what i i just checked the old lyrics yeah just to look back um it does the first song was i love you's was way more this is what i'm doing for myself this is mm-hmm. where i'm at right now and this one is already opening with you you did this to it's, me it's we we right it's yeah. like talking about the other person um and and you left me to figure it out in response to we're half written so we're incomplete and mm-hmm. then without any ending you left me to figure it out like you left me to try and find my own ending like you haven't offered me any kind of ending mm-hmm. i also what do you think of the idea of a relationship having an end like if the relationship is some kind of story, as if the relationship is a story that has a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, I think um, we often see that with romantic relationships because there's like a clear like we are dating now, and there's a clear we are not dating any longer. Yeah, or sometimes whatever. Yeah, like like in this in the in traditional this case, yeah. yeah. Um, but with friendships, it's like it's definitely more fluid, I think. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's this weird period where you're, like, sort of friends, but not very close, but, like, mm-hmm. you, like, see each other, and you're, like, friendly, you know? Yeah, you know... And then, then like, if this is, a like, a long-term mm-hmm. friendship, you often, like, go your different mm-hmm. ways, but, like, there's still, like, a friendship, and it's, like, right. it doesn't really, like, yeah. end, but it, it changes, and it evolves. And as you age like that, your friendship will change... To be a true adult friendship where you only see each other twice a year. Yeah. Um, also, I, I, I also I was I actually what based on what you were saying it re- reminded me I actually kind of like that because I in real in real actual life relationships whether it be romantic or platonic in general don't have that kind of story but the way that the world paints relationships that are romantic is as a story mm-hmm. so like. In in reality, there are lots of people whose romantic relationships also started with fuzziness and didn't yeah. necessarily have a clear dating period. But the way that society teaches us about romance, especially, is that there is a beginning, middle, and end. That mm-hmm. it's a story. That it's this epic thing to, like, aspire. And also, I think romantic comedies are, like, the ex- a perfect example of what yeah. that looks like, usually. I mean, romantic comedies, like, they're... The point is a story, but I think often in romantic comedies, it's like the story of them like getting together. So really, it's like a 
not, it's like a barely started story oftentimes. I think the problem that the narrator's facing, especially looking at like what we know from the previous song, is that they're in this like weird period of like they don't there there's no sort of sense of resolution for their relationship really like they're at this like um place where they they really just don't know if it's gonna like like if they'll ever even be in the same place again you know Mm -hmm. um and so like if you're if you're at least living in the same place you know you can discuss it and you can sort of like plan to like hit those milestones or like change the milestones to fit your your life and the other person's life but like they just like there's there's no ending and there's no conclusion and they just feel like they're in this place where like there should be an ending at this point but there isn't one mm-hmm. and that can get more confusing than than uh just having like an an ending you know mm-hmm. whether that but it, like like, the ending... like an ending hurts, but it's almost worse to just drag it on. Right, but like also you, it's like a book where you're like, this would have been good if it ended here, but now you're just like, yeah. like what is this? Or like a TV show. Yeah, where you're TV like, show this did not need TV show seasons. is even better, I think, because you know the first two seasons are good, and then like they're just trying to plug it for more content. Yeah, and also I gotta say, like part of the. Part of that could just be characterizing the story part of this as, like, a very specific arc. Mm-hmm. Like, within the relationship. Not the whole relationship, but maybe even just, is this gonna end with, you know, proposing? Or is this gonna end with us breaking up? But either yeah. way, that's kind of an ending. Like Yeah, I think, like, end, end this, this book with a proposal and then have a new book. Or are we gonna end this series at one book? Yeah. Okay. Also, the filled me with ecstasy. What do you make of that? Um, I think, like, I mean, it could be, like, the feeling of ecstasy, happiness, whatever. Um, we were also talking a little bit about, like, addiction and drug abuse, potentially, in the last episode, so, you know, it could be the other kind of ecstasy. I wonder, too, if- I feel like it's probably not. Yeah. Because it's saying- because it is, it's almost kind of accusing the other person of it. I think it's more like ecstasy rhymes with me, best of me, you <laughs> know, rather than like happiness. It wouldn't just, you know. Yeah, filled me with happy. joy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then what was the rest of me now is like, a, like that the feeling as though they've lost part of themselves to this mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. And I mean, it could even be like, not like you're half of me and like that sort of like uh, yeah. cliche romantic I don't like notion. That at all. It could be it could be just like um like since you are so far away, like part of me is always thinking about this thing. Um and like I don't I don't know how to um like feel fully present in my life because I'm always thinking about you and you're so far away. Yeah. Would you like to re- read the, the the next part? Yeah. Um, honestly, I don't regret you. I just wish I never met you. Part of me wants to upset you. Ah, uh, every single letter's killing me. I don't know why it always gets to me every time I hear that sound. Ah. There's, there's obvious distress happening yeah. in these lyrics. Also, the idea of the letters killing them, like... 
I know that based on the title, it sounds like letters of, of the name that they have, like the letters mm-hmm. of the word, mm-hmm. but it could also be like, <laughs> like if, if this is not set in the present, it could, or if it is, but it could be physical letters. Yeah. My immediate thought was physical letters. Um, and I think part of that is because, um, in my French class, uh, last semester, um, we read a book called Les Lettres Chinoises, the Chinese letters. Oh. Um, and French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you speak French, I'm, I'm always like, I don't know what you're saying because it's in French. <laughs> um, and it's, it's about this couple who, um, the, the guy moves from Shanghai to Montreal and the whole letter or the whole book is epistolary. So it's, it's written in letters. Um, and like, Spoiler alert, um, like, they end up breaking up because she realizes that she doesn't actually want to move to Canada with him. Huh. Um, Interesting. And also... This is a French book? Yeah. Also, maybe, like, their their uh, friend um, also moved to Montreal, and she maybe, like slept with the the guy who who I I can't I cannot follow what you're saying. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, three people. Okay. Thank you for the visual. Two okay. two women, one guy. The, the Is it this classic triangle situation? Yeah, well angle, you know. An angle. Okay. Um, these two are engaged. He moves to Montreal. Okay. The friend also moves to Montreal. Okay. She sends cryptic letters that don't mention names about how she's um, in love with this engaged guy okay. who's engaged to his, um, his fiance, okay. who's, who's back home. He's also an immigrant. And, like, it doesn't ever say specifically that, like, it is the same guy, but, like... It is. I mean, I think it is. Okay. Um, so it's vague. It's vague. Maybe I'll... not, but, you know. Can I ask a question about the void? Yes. Is there a garden gnome on the floor of the void? Yes. Okay, I'll ask more questions after the pod. Um, anyway. It was a white elephant thing. Oh, okay, thank you. I did um, not go out and buy that myself. I, I was just confused, because I, I, everything else seems to have a place, and that doesn't. Yeah, fair enough. Um, sounds like a fascinating book. Well, how does it relate to the song? Um, well, it's like this idea of a half-written story without an ending. Um, and, like, this idea of, like, this long-distance relationship that now this person is sort of regretting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this every single letter is killing me. I like um, I like the yeah. image, too, if letter is, the like, having letters of as part of words, like, it can also relate to the idea of a half-written story. Mm-hmm. Because I, I really like the image of, or the, the concept of a half-written story where you make up your own ending, or, like, you're leaving the reader uh-huh. of that story, or the The viewer, open ending. Right. Leaving the viewer to, like, complete complete it on their own in their head which is kind of what you do at least in the situation it's like kind of maybe what you would do if you didn't know if and it could even be that like they do have an ending but they want to imagine their own ending because to them it felt like there could have been so many other endings so it's half written for them yeah kind of thing um also this whole very like mean like like not uh not mean as then their feelings aren't justified but it's it's very to the point. I I don't regret you. I wish I never met you. I want to upset mm-hmm. you. Like that yeah. kind of very and that part blunt. I I don't think relates to the to the book I was talking about. Um, so I don't think that that is at all like what this story is. Um, 
I don't know what just happened. I think our microphone just clicked the the mouse pad. <laughs> okay. Um. So I, I don't think that that is, but that was just what I was thinking about. I think, too, it's interesting in saying, I, I wonder if... I wonder why it is that... I mean, I, I guess I feel this way, too, sometimes. Like, people, when they have strong emotions, they just go... With the intense ones, not, oh, the sort of, I wish I just didn't have the experience at all. Right. Mm. But saying, honestly, I don't regret you. I just wish I never met you. Um, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I don't know how reliable that is. Yeah. I think also they they kind of don't go together. Like, I don't regret you, but I wish I never met you. Like, that. I don't know. That feels like regret to me. Yeah. Um, but... Those sort of contradictory statements would come out if you were kind of fumbling and, ang- and angry, yeah. right? You would you would say, I I don't regret that this happened, but I just wish it didn't happen, which is kind of the saying the same thing twice. Yeah. Um, and I think... And the sort of wanting to deliberately get back at them, like, part of me really wants to get back at you is like... I mean, it's very honest, but also it doesn't seem very focused. I think also it's... It, it is talking to them, mm-hmm. like directly um and so and the oz kind of break it up like it almost sounds like they're overwhelmed yeah and they're trying to get it all out they're so they kind go, of stumbling and they exclaim ah in the middle um but also like when you're talking to somebody and you don't want to hurt their feelings you're more likely to start with i don't regret you like right well, i just want to get that out of the way like even if it's not something that's or it's entirely true, yeah. true um and saying part of me wants to upset you, not all yeah. of me wants to upset you. Yeah. Kind of lessening it and being like, you know, if I were if I were really being honest, then I would maybe I would say that part of me really does want to get back at you instead of just being like, mm-hmm. yeah, I want you to suffer. So- softening it. And I think, um, you know, Haley Steinfeld or Steinfeld. Steinfeld. Sorry. Um, like, like she has been acculturated to like the female experience of like having to of like being taught to apologize and like tone down um, your own feelings yeah and like talk around issues instead Mm -hmm. of like just being more direct but this is also pretty direct it it It, is kind of a both direct but it 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 is also deliberately like contradictory yeah so you can choose which part you're gonna take yeah as the truth. So, we should keep going. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, so did, did, did my turn to read? Okay. Your name hurts, parentheses, your name hurts. I don't say it no more. It's like the worst of words, parentheses, worst of words. You don't even know, parentheses, ah. Feels like burning on my lips, the ones that you used to kiss. No way you ain't feeling, feeling it too. I hope my name hurts. My name hurts. My name hurts you. Parentheses, you, you, you. And then we get some na-na-nas mm-hmm. again, which we've read before. Yeah. And a little O. Oh. I imagine na-na-na is said, is sung with a head shake. Na-na-na. Like you're shaking nah. your head no. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. It's interesting. I really, it's, what's interesting is to read that line, I hope my name hurts, my name hurts. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I I know that it's probably just repetitive, but it yeah. kind of reads like the 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 punctuation at least kind of makes it read like that their name is hurting them too. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's two sentences rather than yeah. um like just a repetition of the other one. But I think what it, they're just trying to say is my name hurts you. I hope mm-hmm. my name hurts you. Yeah. 
Do you do you have you experienced this before where like uh, the name of a situation or a person related to a situation is painful? Um, I don't think so. Per- in particular, um, I think there is something to be said about um, if you relate a specific name to a specific person and that person like did something mean to you or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you're gonna, like, be a little bit more suspicious of other people with that name. Yeah. Um, like... But I can't think of one in particular for myself. Well, like, celebrities or politicians and things, like, that you strongly associate that name with their rhetoric or whatever is going yeah. on. That happens in a broad scale. I, I relate to this personally of having words that relate to a situation being painful because it reminds you of that situation. Mm -hmm. So I do think that that's kind of what they're getting at with saying your name hurts. Yeah. Though it could be something else, like magic or something, where the name causes physical pain upon Mm, the It feels like burning on my lips. Right. I mean, what does that mean? (laughs) I Also, I I think that the the ones that you used to kiss does imply that, that even if it wasn't necessarily we don't know what kind of relationship for sure it implies that it was probably some kind of physical yeah, there's maybe some, romantic relationship. some sort of romantic type of relationship there whether it Just was a like common romantic strictly dating or more loose or right you know what that the whatever. feelings are probably associated with romance yeah is what it, it tends to imply more broadly but i do like burning on the lips again that that image of the lips and Mm-hmm. And all of that, that's in the previous song. I think also, like, the the um, the idea of, like, memories being feeling physical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, memories being physical. Um, and, like, <laughs> this, this name makes you think about, like, this memory, and then your lips burn. And I think that the idea of, like, you say stuff with your mouth, um, and mm-hmm. then also, like... Because you have the specific memories, your mouth that hurt. I think that's a good, like, a little parallel there. Also, it says it's the worst of words. Or it's like the worst of words. It's like a... Mm-hmm. The, what is that called? Simile? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but, I mean, do you think it's an actual bad word? Um, no, I think, I think it's, like, a word that <laughs> you feel compelled to say, but also you don't want to say it. Yeah. Maybe think, you're, it's familiar, so you're used to saying it. Like, you yeah. want to say it. Um, and, like, you just, you don't, you don't really want to say it, but, like, sometimes, or, like, you know, sometimes people will fall into the habit of, like, um, you know, saying curse words too often. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that that could be sort of what this person feels. Or maybe they or just, just like the routine of talking about that person. Or like how a lot of people have problems with the word moist. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say it? <laughs> oh my gosh. And like um it could it could feel like that where just like the the physical right. sounds of the word just make them uncomfortable. Yeah. I also think that um Something I think is a cool... We should probably go quicker, but the, something yeah. that I think is cool about the end of this, at least that verse, is the whole, I hope my name hurts you, as like... A, it's 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 both like a kind of wanting that to... The part of me wants to... what What is the lyric? Part of me wants to upset you. Like, I hope that my name upsets you, but also kind of the call for like, it's an isolating and lonely experience. Maybe it's an isolating and lonely experience to experience that feeling of hurt alone. And they, it's almost like they want to share that with the other person. Mm -hmm. Like 
we, you know, we're not sharing beds anymore, but I want to share, I want to share that mutual feeling of pain because if you aren't as hurt by this as I'm hurt by this, then mm-hmm. maybe my, then, you know, maybe yeah. I'm inva- maybe it's about invalidating your feelings that way and saying like, I, think, I need this yeah. to hurt you too so that on it's the, not just me. On the last one, they were like, they these I love yous like they feel empty they feel like you don't mean them they feel like this situation isn't hurting you mm-hmm. and like here I think that that this goes back to this feeling of like you know if if this situation isn't hurting you if my name isn't hurting you as much as your name is hurting me like you feel foolish like why why are we even in this relationship right. if we're not equally committed yeah, and also the, and also just, I think also just the general, like, not wanting to be alone in pain, like, wanting to share that pain with other people, mm. because at least then, at least then you're not alone. And I also think that, as you were saying, with, like, the conditioning that maybe perhaps the narrator, if the narr- like, feeling like they need to apologize or not fully own up to that feeling, like, I think there's also related to that a lot of, like, well, if it doesn't hurt the other person, then, like, I'm somehow weaker or less, like, yeah. that my feelings don't matter or something like that, mm. because the other person doesn't care as much as me and I'm not supposed to care too much. Like, yeah. Or society says, like, you're caring too much mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so. Next stanza. And this half-written story is horror at best, the kind where the hero still dies in the end. And God only knows, maybe this is the test, because I kind of want to mess you up, but I won't, babe. Not yet. So I, I do think that this could possibly lean into the idea of, like, Obviously, we don't know who the narrator is, but we do know that the singer is a celebrity. Yeah. And I wonder, I I know celebrities experience things differently, but I also know that if a celebrity wants their fan base to attack somebody, they can do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that they have actual control over their fans, but the kind of like, I'm not going to name you. I'm not going to mess you up that way. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like I, I have that power, but I'm a better person to not do that. Kind of I thing. have not followed the new Taylor Swift album much at all, but I feel like there is a lot of stuff going around about Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, there. Well, and, okay, it's not a new. I could talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a Taylor Swift documentary with my dad last like couple days ago. Right. So we're my family is at that level of. Um, I don't know. I, it's not that I know a ton about Taylor Swift's life and, and career, but she's been, like, a fairly important artist who I have listened to since I was pretty young. So at mm-hmm. least, so through that, I definitely take interest in, like, okay, <laughs> I definitely take interest in, like, some of the things that she's doing. And I definitely read a, a couple articles about that drama. Mm-hmm. Um Essentially, she wrote a song, didn't name anybody, but it was related to a, a relationship that people knew about, um, because it was in the public, and people speculate, um, that the song is about their relationship, and then it was kind of portrayed in a way that even heavily, more, more heavily apl- implied that when she re-released a longer, more true-to-the-original-draft version of one of her songs that was on the album. And it, in that music video, it was kind of implied that it was Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, I, I will say as well that I actually know that there is fan speculation about who this song is about for mm. Haley Steinfeld. But I don't think that's very important. I'm just saying that it's interesting that it's almost it's almost kind of a power flex to say, like, I kind of want to mess you up, but I won't. Not yet. Like, you're yeah. holding it over the person. And I get that maybe mm-hmm. they're emotional, but there also, they also is this kind of, yeah. I'm holding, dangling this over you. Like, I could mess you up, also, but I'm like, not going to. This, like, reclamation of power in the relationship, I think, Mm -hmm. is kind of what we saw in the last song as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What do you think about the hero dying in the end? Is that horror? Um, How does that relate to the horror at best part? I think, like, horror is like everything is bad. Like, you know it. You know going into it, it's bad. And that people are not going to have happy endings. Yeah. And that it's not going to end happily for everybody. Um, but I wonder if they knew that going in. Yeah. Um, so it's like, at best, this is a horror thing, and we kind of knew going in, like, maybe maybe you had talked about wanting to live somewhere else or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And there was already tension. Yeah, there was already, like, some uncertainty, um, and we knew, like, that there was at least a possibility that this wouldn't go well. Um, but what's worse than that is when you go into something thinking that it's just going to be a wonderful little book about (laughs) boys at boarding school and then (laughs) bam, the limb is jounced. I mean, I don't think that anybody (laughs) thought that that book was going to be about that considering that the back cover makes it sound like a dark romance novel. It's like, yeah, I mean, the back summary is literally like, he was an introvert, and he was an athlete. <laughs> what happens between them will banish their innocence forever. It's like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. But, you, but you, don't, gonna... you don't know that it's going to be, like, literally one of them Angst dies at the, the basically at the hands <laughs> of the other. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, we're just preparing them for next we're preparing. month. The, okay, I gotta say, <laughs> relating to the song... Somewhat relating to the story, I guess, but the idea of temptation, the line that says, maybe this is a test, but I kind of want to mess you up. It's like, it's kind of like, I don't know if this is a test of my own will and like my temptation to just like really lash out and and maybe even in a public way, but I'm not going to do it because, you know, I I know myself not going to do it, but... It def- that line is kind of a cool line where it kind of calls back to, like, the temptation to mess somebody up that maybe you're jealous of or maybe that's hurt you, which relates to a separate piece. Um, not that I think this is about a separate piece, but... Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, like, not not at all. But just that theme of kind of, like, temptation to act on that impulse to hurt other people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, saying maybe this is a test. Yeah, but I think this idea, like, the hero... The kind where the hero still dies in the end, it's like... Um, like, not only is this tragic, but it's also just, like, sad and, like, you, the person who you're sort of rooting for, you can no longer root for because they're dead. Yeah. Or, like, that that hero, you know that they've tried so hard to be the hero and they've they've mm-hmm. been the hero and they've been doing and so much And it's just, work, like, a fail. And they still die. Yeah. Even though they're the hero. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll read the next part. Um, the next part is mostly the same as what we've seen before. Oh, yeah. Uh, the wouldn't... Like it says, wouldn't say I never regret you. I would. I do want to point out that after I wish I never met you, it said that your mama never even had you. So it's like, wait, okay, I'll just, I'm just gonna just read like, this. Yeah. Does that work? Or yeah, I guess. It's just because I mean, it's a little different. Yeah. Or sure. do you want to read it? Well, it. I just think that most of it is the same. Like Look, I can read the first three lines. Okay. Wouldn't say that I regret you, but man, I wish I never met you. That your mama never even had you. Ah. Uh, and then it repeat, repeats the letters part. Yeah. But that is different. Um, yeah. It's just more strong. It's like, before it's... Kind of doubles down. Want, part of me wants to upset you. But now, now it's, it's like... Now it's saying, I wish you were never born. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty strong here. It's pretty strong. Also saying, wouldn't say that I regret you. Before they were pretty much saying, 
I don't regret you, you know, I don't regret you. But now they're saying, I wouldn't say that I regret you. Um, it's, it's, I feel like it's a little bit more, it's, it's less strong. I think, I think it implies some nuance that isn't there in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and saying, but, but man, I wish, uh, but man, I wish I never met you. Also, yeah. it's just kind of like, it's like almost lighthearted because it's like they're, they're like, they're like, gosh, what a mistake, you know? Mm-hmm. I kind of get that feeling of like, man, I wish I never met you, because it's almost like they're, they're not as serious right now yeah. as they were. It's it's almost humorous. It's but it's very strong. As you they're said. like so strong that they're like adding levity to the situation to yeah. diffuse it. Um, um. Then we get the your name hurts. Then we get a bunch of na na nas. Na na nas. And then and then your name hurts. Na na na. Your name hurts. Yeah. And then we have um the honestly I don't regret you. I just wish I never met you part. Um, without the, the wishing you were never born. <laughs> oh, wow, that's a lot of Nas. And then, your name hurts again. Um, yeah, that's the same. And then, Lots a bunch of, of more na-na-nas. And your name hurts. It's... And there is, there is this little echo line, do you feel it? Like, do you feel the pain of my name hurting, or? Yeah. Or, like, you're throwing a bunch of sodium in water and it's exploding. <laughs> I don't know that that's the image that's like meant to be. No, probably not. <laughs> yeah, I would say though we should we we have analyzed the song, but what what is our main takeaway here, and what have we learned about the narrator? Okay, we learned that this song probably chronologically comes before, um, "I Love Yous," mm-hmm. the previous song. Um, we learned that the narrator thinks of this relationship as a story, but is confused by the lack of an ending, the lack mm-hmm. of, um, like, closure to the relationship, and is really um, hurting by having to still think and talk about this person in their life. Are we doing this? <laughs> are we going to have any kind of fantastical interpretation, or are we going to leave that to the guest episodes? Like, more silly stuff? More silly, lighthearted analysis. Or are we just well, going to stick with the serious analysis? Let's, let's just keep going, and I think there we there are, like, opportunities for having silly parts, but I think that in this, yeah. this was pretty straightforward. It is pretty straightforward. It's it's a good choice, though, for our multi, multi-parts. Yeah. It does very well connect to the other song. I do like that. It, mm-hmm. it feels... As you said, like it's a continuation of the story, but it's from before. It's yeah. like the happening. It's in the like middle. they the the first one did in media rest within the song and this one is like Yeah. Making it so the whole album is a little bit like that. I mean, yeah. It kinda yeah, we we could consider it from a separate piece perspective. But we won't. Let's <laughs> let's not. So what has happened? What has happened since since we've uh since we last since it's now what month is it now? February. It's now February. How in outside of the timeless void it is now February. So what have you been up to? Well, I have met someone from maybe like Turkey. You met someone from Turkey and France. Yeah, yeah. And well, I'm at I'm at a like international school. Oh so yeah. So it's it's completely possible that I meet someone from Turkey. Yeah, and and uh, what'd you do? Um. Well, I, that was just the one. I met somebody. You met somebody. Um, my other my, the, my <laughs> other bullet point is that I have a um, 
winter break, like a week-long winter break coming up at the end of February, and I have planned a trip to the south of France for that. Wow. Is, is this like, you know, from from the time, from outside the timeless void right now, have you planned that trip? No. Okay, but you will have. Now 2021, I have not. Okay. But now by February 2022, 2022, I sure hope so. Okay. <laughs> cool. Cool. When this episode comes out, it will be, like, the next week. Okay. So. Well, sounds fun. I hope that you and your friend from Turkey, or that you're your person that you met from Turkey. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're friends. Remember we, remember we, we, we discussed maybe, this friendship maybe, is malleable. Right, maybe next, uh, maybe next update you'll let us know whether or not you became friends. <laughs> <laughs> Doubtful. <laughs> um, so it's February, which means that I... I'm at school. It's not very interesting for me. I can e- pre- hopefully predict... Okay, my... I mean, outside of the timeless void right now, I'm at school studying theater, and I'm doing in-person productions, and nobody is doing Zoom classes. This is what I really hope is happening. I really hope that is happening right now. I suppose when there are t- non-timeless void updates with the guest episodes, the listeners will know, but... Wow, I really hope that we are doing in-person classes. But there will probably not be non-Timeless Void episodes that come out before this one, so... Ah, whatever. I hope that it's in-person. I mean, it is. It is. I'm willing it into existence. Outside of the Timeless Void right now, we are having in-person classes. It is safe. Nobody has COVID. We're doing theater in person. I'm taking classes that I enjoy. (laughs) It has to happen because we said so in the Timeless Void. And everything in the Timeless Void is true. It happens. Well, yes. Anywho, thank you for podcasting with me. Let's wrap up our our discussion. Today, um... I mean, from the timeless void, we got lost in the lyrics of Your Name Hurts. That's what it's called. And we learned that it probably takes place before I Love You's in terms of chronologic things, but it's definitely an expression that it, like, it, it's an extension of what happens in the previous song, and it mostly is discussing the sort of urge to like share the mutual pain of the situation and, 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 and wanting the other person to also feel really strongly and badly about it. Uh, thank you to Haley Steinfeld, Elizabeth Lowell Boland, Janie Bennett, Carolyn Pinnell, and Stephen Kosmaniuk um, for writing it, and to Haley Steinfeld for singing it. Um, this podcast is edited and produced by Claire and Elliot. The opening and closing music is by Elliot, and I'll be making the Instagram pictures from maybe the Timeless Void, maybe not. If you have any questions or you would like to suggest a song for us to analyze in the future after we get out of this void, then you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at litlpod or email us at lostmillyrics.pod at gmail.com. Thank you to all of our... Uh, uh, Thank you to all of our listeners for your support and enthusiasm. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Pod and that you join us next time to get lost in the lyrics. Have a dandy day!